0: In the past 40 years, the cost of college has skyrocketed at about triple the rate of inflation. It's now about $47,000 a year for tuition plus room and board at a private college. Some schools charge upwards of $70,000 a year.
1: It's become one of the most anxiety-producing expenses for families in the United States.
0: Our colleague Josh Mitchell covers higher education.
1: Ever since I've covered student debt, which has been about seven years now, there's been this overarching question, which is why is college so expensive? And I decided last year to basically go to colleges themselves and ask them, how do you determine what you charge families for college?
0: What Josh found was an entire industry dominated by consultants who tell colleges exactly how much tuition they can
1: squeeze from each student. What I learned is that there's not one set price. They do have a sticker price, but then they offer different discounts based on different characteristics of families.
0: Families have picked up on this and have been hiring their own consultants to try to get as big of a discount as they can from colleges. And now the pandemic is making the battle over the cost of college even more intense. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Monday, July 6th. Coming up on the show, the arms race over the price of college and how the power is shifting to students and families.
1: I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
0: Many college applicants and their families have been getting fed up with the ever-increasing cost of tuition. And now... They're treating the price of college more like the price of a car, something to haggle over.
1: I would say 10 to 15 years ago, up until then, many families took it as an article of faith that whatever the price of college is, you just pay it. And if it requires going into student debt, you go into student debt, because obviously there's a big payoff at the end, and families would complain about tuition, they wouldn't really do much about it, or at least a certain subset of families. I think now what we're seeing, and both families and colleges have told me this, families have become more skeptical of this high tuition. And I think a lot of this has to do with a lot of the stories in in the news about high student debt burdens. I think there's a lot of families have actually seen how student debt among their children has proved to be a high cost, a high expense in their lives. And so now I think families have become a lot savvier about, do I really want to pay $50,000 a year to go to this school? Let's go to this cheaper option. Students and their parents are looking more and more at the value.
0: Are they also calling up those schools and asking for discounts?
1: Right. So they're learning this actually is a negotiation process. I've run into some people, including here at At our paper, who say, wait, are you actually able to ask for a discount? And I say, yes, this is the biggest expense that many of these families might ever make. In a lot of cases, the cost of going to college is more expensive than what you might even buy for a house in some parts of the country. And so this is a transaction. And I think a lot of people are going to hear that statement and say, oh, my God, this is education. How can you treat education as a financial transaction? But I think the fact is, schools have treated this as a transaction for a long time, and now families are starting to treat it as a transaction.
0: Josh says this transactional approach goes back to the 1990s, when colleges started dramatically raising the cost of tuition. And the reason for that actually had to do with college rankings.
1: Some colleges, particularly private colleges, started to raise their prices because they wanted to move up in the rankings that U.S. News was putting out. And one of the ways to do that is to get more people to apply to your college. And so there were some college leaders who figured out that if you actually raise the price, people will automatically assume that you're a higher quality school. So in some ways, colleges raise their prices simply to convey prestige. And in response, more and more students actually started applying, assuming that they were a higher quality school because they were more expensive. I've talked with presidents who have told me, and these are presidents at several big institutions, who have said, I raised the price and we got more students to apply and then we raised them again and they still applied. So, you know, we just kept on raising them.
0: But colleges know that most families won't be able to pay the full sticker price. So they offer discounts, usually in the form of merit or financial aid. To decide how much that discount should be, schools try to identify two key things.
1: They are trying to figure out how able a student is to pay the tuition, and how willing they are. And so the schools are sort of acting with these two impulses. They do want to make sure that they're helping students afford their tuition, but they also have their own profit goals. They have an overarching number that they set that they want to make in tuition over the next year, and they have to meet that goal. And the way they do this is by giving varying discounts based on each family's willingness and ability to pay.
0: Those varying discounts are partly the product of consultants hired by colleges. These so-called enrollment management consultants use software and algorithms to help colleges figure out the optimal discount to offer each applicant. They can base that offer on hundreds of data points.
1: The colleges collect a ton of information from each student. This one consultant I talked to, he said that there are 253 characteristics that these consultants collect from the colleges on each student. These characteristics include everything from gender, race, the parents' income, the longitudinal and latitude coordinates of their home, whether the parents went to college, what the average college attainment level is of the region that they grew up in, what their GPA is, what their SAT is. And the colleges hand these characteristics over to the consultants who then try to determine how price-sensitive each student is with certain characteristics.
0: It's almost as if colleges are giving each family a credit score. Yes. With that mountain of data and a team of consultants, colleges generally have the upper hand. They get to decide how much of a discount to give each student. And colleges can base their decisions on what's important to them. Like whether they're trying to have students with higher GPAs or students with different backgrounds. Josh talked to a consulting firm about how one college's decision played out.
1: I asked them, can you give me two examples of students who pay different amounts after discounts? And can you give me their characteristics? And so this firm, they gave me two examples. The school offered a $31,000 discount to a female Asian American from a well-off Wisconsin family with a grade point average of 3.96. It then offered a $27,914 discount to a female Hispanic student from a low-income Oregon family with a 3.22 GPA.
0: In this example, the student from the low-income family with the lower GPA got less money from the college than the student from the well-off family with a higher GPA. Josh says that doesn't speak to the needs of the student. It speaks to the needs of the college.
1: The first student, if you just look at the size of the discount, was a quote-unquote more desirable student from this college's perspective. I would gather... Probably the main reason why is because she has a nearly perfect GPA, and therefore this school determined that, according to the algorithm, she is going to need a bigger discount or else she's going to go to a competing school. So even though it's a well-off student, she's getting more aid because the school wants her and wants to make sure she doesn't go to a competitor. In this case,
0: the student with a higher GPA who was offered the bigger discount accepted. The other student declined. But increasingly, the colleges aren't the only ones setting the terms. Students and families are starting to negotiate and may now have the upper hand. More on that after the break.
1: Courage. I learned it from my adoptive mom. Hold my hand. You hold my hand. Learn about adopting a team from foster care at adoptuskids.org. You can't imagine the reward. Brought to you by Adopt US Kids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council.
0: As colleges keep raising tuition, families are trying to increase their leverage in negotiations. One way they're doing that: hiring their own consultants.
1: One of them is a guy named Todd Fothergill. He works out of Austin, Texas. He's been doing this for years, where he works with families to help them get the biggest discount they can when they apply to college.
0: So what is it that he does for them? And how does he do it?
1: He developed a software. And the software is the mirror image of what consultants use to help the colleges. He takes the family's characteristics... And he has them plug in things like their income, GPA, SAT score, zip code, and all that stuff. So just as the colleges are using consultants to gain leverage over their customers, now these families using their own software, his software, is determining how they can gain leverage over schools that they're applying to.
0: So they're essentially playing the game just from the other side.
1: Yes, One of the main things he says he's trying to help them do is find the schools that you will have the maximum leverage over. Todd told me that one of the biggest reasons why some students pay more than what they're able to actually pay for college is because they're not applying to the right schools. And what he means is too many students are applying to REACH schools. You're not going to be that desirable of a student there. So they're not going to offer you that big of a discount. Todd's advice and his software is to help you match up with the schools that are most likely going to consider you a desirable student. And so therefore, you will have the maximum amount of leverage to argue for a bigger discount.
0: Some families are paying as much as $7,000 for services like this. For them, it's worth it to pay that amount of money to a consultant because they'll make it up with the tuition they end up saving. And in this coming academic year, students may have more power than ever in tuition negotiations. And that's because of the pandemic. One trade group says that college enrollment may fall by 15 percent this year, which means that colleges will want to hold on to as many students as they can.
1: So colleges, in response to this fear that enrollment might drop, are offering bigger discounts— One of the reasons why is because they realize that unemployment is at the highest level or near the highest level it's been since the Great Depression. So now is not quite a good time to raise tuition.
0: And the fact that some colleges may be offering like half remote schooling or some kind of diminished college experience, does that also give the families, the parents more leverage in these negotiations?
1: This is the big debate. If... There's a lot of families who are now saying, if you can't guarantee that the campus is going to be open, and if you can't guarantee that I'm going to have the experience that I thought I was going to have when I signed up for this, then you're going to have to lower tuition. And schools are trying to figure out what to do about that. Number one, if the campus is not open, they're not going to be able to charge for room and board. But number two, even if it's strictly remote learning, you are going to have a certain number of families who are saying... You know, even though we're not paying for room and board, it's just not the same experience as being in class and having face-to-face interaction with students. So I think you need to lower your tuition.
0: Students have gained so much leverage that one family Josh spoke to who technically didn't need a discount asked for one anyway.
1: I talked to this one family whose daughter applied to the University of Miami, and he actually still has his job. He and his wife still have their job. But he realized that schools like Miami might be on the ropes. So he went to them and he said, you know, I know that there's a pandemic going on. And he said in not so many words that he realizes that schools like Miami might have to pony up more money to get students like his daughter to enroll. Why don't you knock off $5,000 off the tuition price, which they did. So that's a case where it wasn't just a family in need because you know he said he's a high income earner. But that they just had more leverage, given the fact that colleges in general are hurting for money.
0: What does it say to you that figuring out tuition has become such an arms race, that both sides are hiring consultants to fight it out?
1: There are some people who say, this is awful. Education is a public good. (laughs) And it's awful that it's now being treated as this commodity. It was never meant to be this way. You know, getting education is not like buying a car. It's supposed to make you a better, more moral person, a better person of the world. But I have to say one takeaway, though, is that schools in some ways have dug themselves in this hole. If we're being honest, this is how a lot of schools have treated this for the past 30 years a lot of these colleges have become enriched by charging more money. That's not to discount that a lot of schools are hurting, but I think overall, families are starting to realize that maybe a lot of schools are overcharging and maybe they should be choosing the lower-cost options. And if that requires some schools to lose money or downsize, then so be it.
0: And is there a way that this pandemic could push it over the edge? And the formula and acceptance of more than $70,000 a year for college tuition could change?
1: Yes. You know, we're in a big moment of change right now. No one knows quite what's gonna happen, but we do see these underlying shifts that are forcing this rethinking of how much to pay for college.
0: That's all for today, Monday, July 6th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like our show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.